first thing I would advise anybody to do is just analyze the situation. What happened? Was it something totally out of your control? If that was it, then that's fine. If it's something that you know that, be honest with yourself, actually. It is time for you to, you know, just um, look at it again and say, okay, what can I do better going forward in my next job? Hello and welcome to 20 Somethings Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Fortunes, self-acclaimed spokesperson for 20s. Here on the podcast, we talk about everything bothering us as 20-somethings. From the good, to the bad, to the wins, the ups, the downs, and everything in between without discrimination, judgment, or prejudice. With a goal to build a community of 20-somethings who are empowered, to be their best selves, live their best lives, blossom while staying connected and learning from one another. If this is your first time here, welcome. And to returning listeners, welcome back. So let's delve right in. Hi, hi. It's another episode of 20 Somethings Ranch Podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Jessica Fortunes bringing you stories and experiences of 20s because I'm your favorite spokesperson. You know that, right? Okay, 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 okay. All right, so today's episode is going to be very amazing. I mean, I feel all the time, but I really, really feel like this is going to be an amazing episode because today we're going to be talking about something that is actually a lot lately. We've seen in the news a lot of people talk about, you know, Made of their jobs, economic recession, you know, there's like people are complaining about no money, people are complaining about being let go from their jobs. Companies are saying, oh, we're not hiring at the moment, we're trying to cut off some overhead and all of that. And so it's very interesting to see that today, myself and Tommy, we're going to be talking about this. You know, she's going to be sharing experiences and I'm also going to share my experience. So I'm like, hmm. This promises to be a very packed one, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. I mean, you're also looking forward to it. Make sure that you listen to this till the very end, because if you do not know, here we talk about everything unfiltered, basically just sharing our experiences and connecting with one another as 20-somethings. So let me do the honors of introducing my guest. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Jessica. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you too? I'm very good. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have you here today. My pleasure too. I'm really excited to be here. I am excited to have you, most especially because of the topic we're talking about. You know, a lot of people don't talk about when they're fired or let go from a job or sacked. And when I talk people, I even talk about myself personally because I don't, I've ever spoken about the fact that, oh my God, I've been laid off from a job before. So it's like, ah, you coming here is like reminding me that, oh, that's something you've been hiding, though. <laughs> you know, <laughs> something you've been hiding. So today we're going to talk about it. But before we go into my side, I really want to hear, you know, you talk about how it was, what led to that moment, and then where your head was at that time. So yeah, let's start. Okay, so <laughs> let me confess to this is my first time. <laughs> ever that I'm ever going to share this. So, <laughs> so my friends are ever going to see this podcast. This is the first time anybody 
Um, aside my parents, right, and my siblings, this is first time anybody else is going to hear this. So <laughs> let's jump right into it. <laughs> um, so I finished uni, right? This was twenty early 2018. And then first job, officially my first job. And then, of course, coming out of school, straight up. I've never gone for NYC at this point, right? And so as I came in, it was a startup, right? And with startups, they have high expectations of people who are coming into the firm. They expect you to know certain basic things at that time, which I didn't know, right? So I would always wait for instructions, ask questions where I had issues and all of that. And my boss wasn't having it. Right, because we're just mm-hmm. like four or five in the office. So it wasn't having it. It was like, oh, I expect you to be proactive. I expect you to be this. I expect you to be that. I expect you to be that. And that went on. I improved my second month and all of that. And then four months down the line, we had a conversation, more or less like an appraisal. And then he goes, okay, da, 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 da. This is it. I don't think that um, you've put in enough effort. You're not proactive enough and all of that. And coming from the way I was in uni, like very active in uni, I was quite popular in uni, if I say so myself. So I was active. I had, um, I was active in Enactus. It was more or less like um, an NGO. And we had presentations. I represented the at different occasions, you know, and I was active in my church. Like a lot of people knew me. A lot of people knew I was working at that time because I would always post about it and all that. So, you know, coming from all the excitement and all of that, and then only to hear that, sorry, yo, that you've not put enough effort, you've not done well, you're not proactive, all of that. And you know, and and I cried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cried in a second. I couldn't avoid it. Before the end of the before the end of the conversation, I was like, I, I just want the conversation to be over. Let me just go and cry in peace, right? Mm-hmm. So I went to the restroom. I went to cry. I cried. I cried. I cried. And I cried. And then I went home. At that time, I was staying with a friend. I went home, and then it was just that. And then a few days after, the man calls me. And he's like, oh, okay, let's give you a second chance and all of that. And because I didn't have anything doing at that time, I needed money for NYSC. I was like, okay, let me just go and try and try it out, right? And I went back. And then in between, I went for NYC. That was our three-month orientation camp. And then by the time I came, this was around December 2018, um, it, was the same, it was the same conversation that we had afterwards, Although this time, I saw it coming, right? I saw it coming mm-hmm. this particular time because the condition for me coming back was I was going to give me another three months. And if he felt that I didn't do so well, then he was going to let me off finally this time around. So when that conversation happened in December, I saw it coming, right? But even as I saw it coming, I still felt really bad. As I know why this happened to me and all of that. I was confused, because at that time, I already submitted the company as where I wanted to do my NYC. Because mm-hmm. I had to redeploy. And you know the whole story with redeploying. You have to look yeah. for a place to work and all of that. And so I went back again. I went to go and cry. And then I just started to analyze the whole situation. I really started to analyze it. I'm like, what are the things that I did wrong here that I actually could have done better as a person? 
What are the things that, you know, the company was at fault here? What are the things that going forward in my next job and in my career, I would never make such mistakes again, right? So because that word proactive was always ringing, they was always throwing that word around. I just wanted to go and search for the word proactive that what does it even mean what does it mean to be proactive and all of that and all of that and i remember that i'd read um seven habits of highly effective people i read it at some point in my life before i finished uni and i realized that there was also that conversation of being proactive you know always trying to do things don't always wait for people to you know always ask you to do so so and so like take initiative basically that's just what it means don't just be that person that you know you just always want people to say oh do this go here go there go there nobody really has time to do all of that really in a corporate workspace which i didn't understand at that time i just felt that okay um i'm just coming in newly I'm expected to learn and all of that. So that was the first bit feedback I took. I took that feedback to say, oh, you know what? I wasn't proactive enough. I didn't take as much initiative could have or as I would have, right? Despite the fact that I was, I was coming in new into that industry, into that organization, it still wasn't an ex- right and then that happened and then there was also the second thing i'm like this has happened this will never happen again and i braced up myself so what i did was i took my cv again and then you know i just started um, applying again for other opportunities and then just putting myself in a better position to say okay if i'm going to work in another company like this these are some of the things that I wouldn't do. These are some of the things that I would do. And I started to just, you know, try and read up on the industry I was trying to work in, right? I was just trying to read up and just know the basic things I was supposed to know. I started taking extra courses, right? Even without um, waiting for any company to sponsor those things. And those times, you know, we had access to free online thoughts there were a lot at that time so you know I started taking those courses and fortunately I got another offer in I think towards early February right and I started with that and then again I did that up until the end of my NYSC and I wanted to switch career paths right I totally wanted to switch I was at that point where so prior to that time all I did from 2018 to almost the end of 2019, I was in media, I was doing content creation, you know, how rights content for brands and all of this stuff. So the company I worked in when I was seven was a digital advertising firm. So at that point, I already had that conversation. In fact, even before the end of my NYC, six months into my NYC, I already had that conversation that I wanted to move into finance. You know, I started talking to the boss in charge, my team lead, and I told them that I wanted to move into another department. That was the beginning of my problem in that company because mm-hmm. it felt like, oh, these people didn't want me to move because they felt like I was doing well here. And the man every week would always come and say, no, I think you're very good here. I think, no, 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 no. I don't want you to go. I don't want you to. And I kept on doing what I wanted to do, right? And this didn't affect my productivity at work and all of that. But then again, depending on who you work with, you know, some people are very interesting. <laughs> They're very interesting. And, you know, I like to think, and this is what I say to myself, that a company is 
selfish about their company. They are mostly interested in their company first, in the success of their company, and really know about you in the races of things. That's my belief, my personal belief. So, I mean, the company would always put its best interest first, its first interest first, right? And then a company will not want to lose um, somebody who has been working on this their team after they've trained, quote-unquote, they've trained that person, right? And then switching to finance, they will not have to retrain you and all of that. So, issue. At the time, he would, start, he would complain, he would say, oh, where did you go to? So he started to like micromanage that whole conversation. And then I saw it coming, right? I, I really saw this uh, coming at this time. <laughs> and, then when, <laughs> and then when eventually happened, even me too, I was like, get out. I don't need to take it. <laughs> like, let everybody, <laughs> let everybody go. <laughs> <laughs> so it happened that. The day the stuff eventually happened, I was I was actually on another interview, right? And you know the way we go for interviews, we know, we know. I lied to them that you know I was sick and all of that. And then so I was at the interview, this man kept calling. I'm like, why have you be calling when you know I'm sick now? Ah ah, leave me, let me be sick in peace for one day now. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> so he kept calling, he kept calling. I just now see, I'm not picking this call. Whatever is going to happen today is going to happen. And then the first thing he did was, before he even said to me, the first thing he did was he removed me from the WhatsApp group. And because we had too many WhatsApp groups, we had Slack chat. Anything I saw that he removed me from one, which I went from every other group. I'm like, <laughs> practice. I'm like, why is this together today? What? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so at that point, it was a case of, oh, either if you didn't want to stay in the department that wanted you to stay, then you can as well go. I'm like, okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. And then that happened. And then I had to go back home. I went back to my parents' place because I was done with NYC at that time. And then I went back. And then when people would ask me, oh, how far now? How far work? And all of that. I just say, fine, fine, you know, mm-hmm. because it never looked like I wasn't working. Because I was always doing something. There is always something to be done. I was just always not at home. By the time I moved, I told anybody that asked me, I was like, oh, I had so so and so interview, which I actually did at that point. I had a bank interview. And you know a bank interview goes, sometimes takes months, sometimes weeks, yeah. depending on how fast the interview was, right? So at that point, I kept on, I was still at home. I would do freelance courses I would you know I had this remote it wasn't a job per se because I wasn't being paid but I just did that I just volunteered my time to that I'll do this on Saturdays I'll go for one volunteer event I'll try and find something to do so it was never obvious to anybody that Mm. I was at that point I was jobless it was just never obvious to anybody so um, that happened, and then fortunately and unfortunately, or fortunately rather, mm-hmm. I passed the bank interview, and then I resumed yeah. in February. So I had like another two months of staying at home, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what I did in those two months, I promised myself that you know I'm done with NYC now. At that time, I could afford to do all those things. I could afford to, you know, leave. But once I see that one person has removed me, I've removed myself. Mm-hmm. I cannot rise again. <laughs> because, <laughs> so I told myself that, you know, that was never going to happen again, right? If for any reason, 
anybody else is going to sack me or if I'm going to lose my job at any point. And I was never going to be a case of this person is not competent enough. Mm-hmm. It was probably going to be maybe an economic situation or something totally beyond my control, right? But mm-hmm. it will never be a case of, oh, this person is not competent. This person didn't know what she was supposed to do. This person didn't take initiative. This person didn't mm-hmm. do stuff and stuff like that. So that has actually been my driving force in terms of every of my other work, right? But mm-hmm. I'm also going to speak to those seasons where I was out of job. Like I said earlier, people didn't know because I was always doing something, right? So I think that to anybody who probably would have been in these shoes before, um, who is currently experiencing something like this, right? First thing I would advise anybody is to just analyze the situation. What happened? Was it something totally out of your control? If that was it, then that's fine. If it's something that you know that, be honest with yourself, actually, something that you know that you had a part to play, probably you didn't do something or you had low appraisals at some point and they've given you enough grace. It is time for you to, you know, just um, look at it again and say, okay, what can I do better going forward mm-hmm. in my in my next jobs and all of that? And the best way is to start applying immediately. Like, don't even sit down and mourn and do all those things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine to take time to cry. Uh, but even at the same time, like pick yourself up immediately and then start forging ahead. Don't let that affect your confidence, don't let that affect your self-esteem. Because I know that these things can actually happen. Friends, people that uh, you were doing quote and unquote, you were doing better than them, your job and all those things. And everybody's calling and everybody's talking about work. And you know, they always when when somebody has um, calls you and all of that, they're always saying, Oh, work is fine, you know, that 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 happened at my work. And because you are not exactly working, you can't mm-hmm. exactly relate to those things. So there's always that there's that feeling too, right? So regardless of all those things, just move on, just take it as you know what, this is a time for me to sleep. This is a time mm-hmm. for me to <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, this is a time for me to actually sleep, this is a time for me to rest, you know, this is a time for me to recoup of the you know energies that i've spent out this is a time for me to build on that skill that you know i've probably been wanting to build and i didn't have time for that this is also that time to say okay i've always had interest in doing so 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 can i now say for example you've always wanted to maybe start something it might be start an NGO it might just be reaching out to certain people I actually just even be start a podcast is this the actual time to um start those things right and not just sit down and wallow in that guilt or wallow in that in that um yes in that guilt actually yeah I love it. I feel like you've just gone from one question and then moved to another and you've just been dishing it out and I actually like love it because I love having conversations like this with like, you know, your guest is very happy to share and it's obvious that you're very happy to share this. I can only have imagined how you felt in that moment. Like, yes, it's easy to talk about it now and smile. Mm-hmm. But at that point... <laughs> Like talking to you right now is bringing back personal memories for me because personally, I think I've experienced this twice just like you. And the first time it happened, I think one thing I take to say, which is something you also alluded to, the fact that, you know, in university, you're very good and very I don't think anyone ever prepares us for the shock of working yeah. and becoming incompetent, becoming, you know, like 
you're not that great. There's no still about you because you feel like, oh my God, I went to university. I came out with a 2-1. I was one of like the first, best five in my class. If you're doing this and you don't put Jessica there, you're, what are you doing? You know, that kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, like I struggled. If I'm being sincere to myself, I think I, for a very long time, and even to date, sometimes I'm like, are you sure this corporate career thing is really for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it's like i know i struggled and i think that maybe for any chance something is listening and you know they're struggling with work it's good to know that i don't think anybody for the show and so it's expected for us to struggle unless to have like somebody who from the very first day starts to mentor you and helps you to take up to you know to learn all things because if not it's going to be a tougher journey right for yes. me, the first time I experienced this was this was going to what happened to him? Okay, so as a um a PA or like I had been working for individuals, like one person. So it was just me and my boss, me and my boss, that kind of thing. So it was my first time moving into a job where it was like there was company was like a big bigger than that. And then the money they were paying me self was very small. I think I just finished. Had I finished NYC? Yeah, I think I just finished NYC. So I was just in between. Either I was about to start NYC, finish NYC. I can't remember exactly, but when they were paying me, I was just using it because I didn't want to sit down at home. And the other job I was working for with the lady, I was a personal one. Things were not going so smooth. So I had to leave and I had to find somewhere else. So I just went to this other place that, oh, let me just go there so that I would not just sitting down at home. So I started going there and First thing first is because I had just worked with individuals, so it was just me and my boss, me and my boss. I wasn't very good with relationships, like with mm-hmm. being a very good colleague to everybody. I just used to mind my business, go to work, sit down, stand up, go out. I was I don't I don't talk to people. I think I'm very reserved. So and also added to the fact that maybe because I wasn't really being paid a lot, I also was very lackadaisical about the job. I would go late. I would just go out. I was just doing anyhow. But I was, no I was motivation. Just, <laughs> no motivation. But even <laughs> at that, you know, I was still getting the job done, you know, and all of that. So one day then, I guess, the funny thing is the day before that day, that thing happened, I had gone out with my we're going to try to get like a contract. I was supposed to do something for the company. You know, we're really talking excited. He has told his life story, you know, different things. I'm like, ah, I, in my head, I'm like, ah, I'm building a good rapport with this man, you know, that kind of thing. I was excited about that kind of thing. And then, so I think that day or the day next day, I told him, oh, I had to do with my mom and my sister, so I wasn't going to come, come in late. You know, I even took excuse, proper excuse, those kind of things. So I thought all was well. For me to now come, I came to work the next day late, and then he just tells me to go and sit down. Like, there's a place where employees sit. So he told me to go from there and go and sit down. another place and he wanted to talk to me. Funny thing is, I did not see it coming. I'm oh like, huh? I did not see it coming. <laughs> and so I went to sit down there because we're having an event as well. And so just as I was sitting down there, I was trying to help, you know, just forming activities. And then the man just comes to sit down and he just goes... You've not been serious. I just said, we're letting you go. Gang, 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 gang. I did not see it coming. 
shocked. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, no, no. Funny thing is, is at that point you realize that, oh, this thing that was not really paying you very well was actually important to me. Leaving the house was important yes. to me. You know, coming here was important. But maybe I did not make them know that it was important. I was just doing it anyhow. So I started to beg. My best. I was like, no, 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 let's go to sick. <laughs> oh my God. And then he's like, no, because they were, they were like two founders. So it was one of the founders that told me that I lost the job, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to die. They were going to Blah, 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 all that. He was just telling me that that was the, my last day, and I was still begging. I was like, okay, should I go talk to the other founder? And maybe he'll be able to reason with me. The guy and I said, he said, no, 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 that there's no need that they had decided that I was not doing anything. Blah, 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 blah. Huh? I was just holding my in front of the man. But when he left, ah, I just sat down that chair and I started <laughs> crying. Eh, eh. No, I started crying. I was, listen, I was still begging. Okay, he won't think about it and he'll come back and let me know. I was now, I was crying. I was just like, well, and we're having a tears, crying, hiding my tears and just acting like everything was okay while people were there. And then after the, again, and I said, okay, that he's going to consider blah, blah, blah. But again, all that, by the time we came back and I've cleaned my tears, I said, don't worry. Thank you very much for your job, but I'm not taking the job again. <laughs> <laughs> and I left. I continued crying, you know. I was still crying on my way home. But I'm like, nah, you can't do that to me. I will tell you, sack me. Now I'll just come back. Even though I was not begging, funny enough. Left. Then I got another job. That was another thing. Funny enough was, even while I was there, because the job wasn't paying so well, so I knew that my days there were really numbered. So I was already applying for another, gotten another job. And so I was even getting ready to tell them, that's who that fired me, that I was leaving. Telling them. So mm-hmm. it just felt like a very good opportunity. So which was another reason why <laughs> when they gave me the job back, I'm like, still was painful. Despite the fact that he, he pain, oh no, it was painful. I cried. Like I was very sad. I'm like, how do you fire me? Do you know who I am? Do you get me? Hey, this is what you're talking about. <laughs> ah, no, I think God. I, I went home, so I, I picked up myself. I started a new job, so it was easy for me to kind of like go through all of that job or like go through my emotions very quickly because first. Then I had my boyfriend and my mom and everything. So we just said, focus on this one. Forget about that one. You know, just clean your tears. It was easy to go for that one. So I moved on to that order to the next job. And then the next job, the job, the next job wasn't easy again. Hey, God. (laughs) It was like, I was shopping for fine pants. At a point in my life, right, I actually thought I was cursed. I can't even lie. I'm like, no. Yeah. Like yeah. those jobs, it just felt very terrible. Like, why am I just being very terrible? And I, I would criticize myself a whole lot. I'm like, so if the person says, Oh, you've done this bad, I would like just how you've done this, you've done this, you've done like I was always just I was always just having issues. And then this one again, it became man one job. So I was working as a graphic designer, the community manager, the sales. I've seen the events myself. <laughs> everything. I was even the woman's babysitter at that point because she had a baby. And so I used to help her carry the baby and, you know, care for the baby, all that kind of thing. 
I was doing all of this. And still, there was always going to be the whole back and forth. Oh, you're not doing there's this. That thing does not look like that. That like it was never ending. And then there was also the pressure of the fact that oh, she knew me on social media, sort of. I was very outspoken. All of that. So it felt like you should be excellent. And I also felt like yeah, I should be excellent. Very yeah. good. So what the hell am I fumbling? And so that job mm-hmm. was also a disaster. I was there for like one month or two months, I think two months. And me, I knew that she was going to fire me. So it was like, <laughs> isn't that the woman fire me or I fire <laughs> So I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to fire you. So I gave my resume and she collected it and then we moved on. Then and then I think what happened, then I got another job, which was another, ah, God. I'm thinking about it, God, I've actually gone through it. <laughs> <laughs> then, it's like, we don't, <laughs> we don't, actually, we don't look like what we do. And so even the we next don't. job I got, I struggled, but thankfully, I was, I gave myself a mandate, like, see, if anybody has sweat for me in this life, it has to break. I'll, mm-hmm. When I got the next job after, because after I left that job, like I was after, like I stayed at home. I was home for like the whole of. I think I left the job around September, October. So I spent like my November, December going out, partying. The good thing was at this point, I was to be fair. I knew that even though I was probably not the best employee, I also felt like I was doing a lot of things because even as I was leaving, she started to hire a sister saying she got the community manager and all of that so that was tell you i was doing a lot so for one person and all of that it was a lot of stress so, but maybe at that point i didn't really know it because i also felt bad because i felt like why can't you stay in your job for even up to a year it's like somebody's paid <laughs> for you somewhere why can't you even stay up to a year why can't they give you employee of the year yeah. award you know what's wrong with you i was so but i spent my time just like you you know trying to you know learn more trying to improve my for jobs and what you said you would never have guessed at that point that I didn't have a job because I was just always doing something there was just always something to do do. either working on my podcast working on my blog like I was just always doing something so nobody knew when I was out of job at that point and then luckily for me by January of the next year I got another job was now at this job where I was like "Hmm." Anything that would happen, I must stay here for a year. I don't want to know that devil is a liar. Ha, me and this job are going to be here. Hey, I will not leave. Like, so I was there for a year and like a year, and I was there for a very I moved on to the next job. I think it was at that to get my foot in. So, he had taken me like four jobs for art to get one job where I was really good. Yeah. And then when when it was time for me to leave that job, I was so excited because my boss didn't want me to leave. And I was like, finally. I'm like, finally. But I was happy because my boss didn't want me to leave. People were trying to convince me to stay. They were going to like increase my salary, you know. And I was like, hey, God, my relationship did not win. Thank you. (laughs) But still in that note, it did not prepare me for my next circulator. Oh, my God. I left this other job for this job that I thought oh, was going to be great. Everything was perfect. And then Gigi, a month into that job, I just got a message from my boss that was like, oh, we need to talk. 
and we spoke. And then he says, today's your last day, effectively, blah, blah, blah. We just feel like you're not a good cultural fit. Oh, wow. It's like, what the hell? What do you even mean cultural fit in than a freaking man? Like, how do you even, like, in all sincerity, you should give me time to even fit into the culture because I know personally, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it takes me a while to get chubby chubby with people and maybe mm-hmm. sometimes I can also be very proud and just like to stay on my own oh yeah that, right just tells you like cultural fit and I'm like are you kidding me? job where people were begging me to stay See? to call yeah. for you and then in months until you tell me I'm not cultural fit I'm like what the, where do you want me to start from well like oh my god I think that had that would that would be a job that has marred me even up to this day because right, I don't send any freaking employer. I'm like, I don't want to know who your daddy is. <laughs> First, I don't talk about where I don't like to talk yeah. about where I'm working. Yeah. Maybe because, again, I, I don't trust them to be faithful mm-hmm. to me and I don't want to be faithful to you in case I can pack my bag and leave any day. Mm-hmm. I don't want mm-hmm. to be held bound by all that. But like, I felt and the tears oh my god for days in fact after a while I stopped going to church like that was the most terrible like the most Mm -hmm. terrible of the two sides it was like the one where I felt it in my bone like I for days I was just in joy I was not doing anything I was like a whole month I didn't tell my friends I didn't tell anybody okay my mom knew because obviously I was living in the house with her she was also sad because everyone, you know, I was excited when I got the job. I told about the job and then, and then, wham, it's like just there. And they, they didn't, funny enough, at this point, it was also like the other time where trying to reason like, no, how do you say something like this? How do you tell me one month and tell me culture mm-hmm. fit? Like, what? Ah, oh my God. And funny thing is, I, I, I saw it's come like i knew it was gonna come but like i didn't think it was gonna come but i felt it you know, in the office that to give you like cold feelings yes, when yeah. like oh certain things that you should be involved in and then they start to exclude you from it so it was mm-hmm. just subtle hint and i'm like hmm i'm not sure what's happening but i'm feeling something weirder funny enough that morning or the day before the call came i'd written in my journal something is suspicious i don't like the way i feel like like I swear, I'd written it in my journal, and then the mm-hmm. next day it actually happened. I'm like, Definitely. shit. But still, I'm I was not prepared for it. I was still very, very, very sad. Wow, I feel like you've opened a whole wall for me to just keep talking because it was like I've never thought about this because it was, it was very, very sad, and I couldn't even get myself to tell anybody until later when I was like stable enough, and then immediately. I just searching for a job, going on LinkedIn, getting a job, and then God being very faithful in like less than a month, in weeks actually, yeah, let's say a month there about. I got another job, and then I moved on from there. But bruv, oh my God! <laughs> but bruv, it was hard, and it was even very much harder trying to fit into the next job. Yeah. Because I felt very, I felt very bad, and I mm. felt very, I felt 
I, I didn't have any power in me to try to prove anything to any fucking boss. Yeah. Forgive my friend. It's like, <laughs> it's like I, I didn't have it in me. To, I was like, I'm just going to get a job in the job because I need to, you know, to, 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 you know, to put my head can get money. I don't want to be broke. It's like, I'm just going to work to get money at this point. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, after like, it took me a while, but after like a period of time, months and months have gone, then I started to, you know, again, started to, you know, be okay with being part of the company. And you know, <laughs> I started to maybe try to go the extra mile because the truth is, if you say my job description is A, I'm going to do A and I'm going to go. What's going to, if you say anything, I'm like, I don't want to know. Because even if I myself for you and tell this place, people are still going to tell me rubbish at the end of the day. Like, I had all of those emotions, which is why I then decided that right now I'm doing my master's. I knew that, okay, it was time for me to, you know, maybe do something else apart from work, 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 and see how that would improve, like, my, maybe my confidence at work. Think that I'm a very confident person. All of this, yeah, like destabilized my confidence. Like my confidence was a hundred. It just broke it down. Like shit, it broke it down. But it also made me very notorious. I think because mm-hmm. right, if I if any boss is stressing me, like before you give me sacrifice, I'm going to give you a sacrifice. <laughs> just it's like if you just stress me. And then I'm just going to say what's in my mind. It's like, if, if you know how when you just start saying you're very timid, and so people are just very okay with giving you feedback. But me, now I'm ready to give you feedback. If you're fucking up, I'm going to... You're not really helping matters with this thing. Look at this thing the way it is. Like, let's reason this thing together. I'm reasoning it with move forward. If I'm not reason, that's your problem. That's a you problem. I'm going to go. And then I've also learned how to not tie who I am to my job because mm. that's another thing that affects you because you see that you've actually you don't realize it but like anytime work is bad it's like you also have a bad so I had to teach myself to, okay yes work was bad I had a bad day at work my boss is shitty blah 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 but it doesn't mean I cannot have a good Friday night it doesn't mean I'm not going to be happy it doesn't mean I'm not going to go on Twitter and throw bounces it doesn't mean like my whole world is going to crumble <laughs> Work is just one aspect of my life. Even, and even though it is very important, right? It's a very important part of my life. You shouldn't control everything. I should still be able to have a good time with my... I should not take... So because sometimes you see yourself like passive-aggressive. But it's like you had a bad day at work. You come back at home and then you're just angry at everybody. They didn't do anything to you, but you're angry at them. And you're transferring the aggression from whatever job it is. So it's like, I've had to learn how to like separate it. I mean, it's hard, but like it's been good so far. And then... Just leaving the job where it is and me leaving with staying where I am. And then I'm hoping that by the time I'm done with like my master's degree, I'll become more confident, more competent as well. And then also able to like do a better job and then just advance my career. Because at the end of the day, I really want to do this corporate thing. And God, hey God. Ah, you have to work. Oh. <laughs> it's real. It's real. It's <laughs> real. I feel like I spent a lot of time talking about my journey, like, but I kind of like you opened up a world. I don't know if I would ever have spoken about it if, if not for you talking about you. So thank you very much for that. It's been it is free and active to just you know say this and just move on for it.
I finally moved on and maybe I'll become a very better employee, you know, maybe, just maybe. <laughs> maybe I will get another one in the future. I do, you know, at this point, at this point, I'm like, I'm going to do my best. And if my best and is not good enough, the rest. we yeah. need the rest too. <laughs> but, I think you know, one of the but, things that job loss will teach you is how to, you know, not really care. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm also at that point with you where I can't be bothered. Like, mm-hmm. the worst that can happen is you sack me. That's the worst thing that we have. And I will mm-hmm. go back to my father's house. And I will get a job. Like, that's another yeah, thing. I will get, get a job. That job I swear, I'm not very proud. Eh? That <laughs> <laughs> I can't even like that. I'm very proud. It's like, see, forget whatever you want to do. I will get a job. Yes, I it will. will. <laughs> it might take me a month or two exactly. months, to, but I will get yes, another job. I will I move on. Not, I am not unemployable. <laughs> I will get. <laughs> it, oh, might not, it might not even be what I want per se, but I will get something. That I, I is a criminal. <laughs> you know who I am? If I just, if I just go there, I go there. I, I, they will take Pass me. <laughs> <laughs> It just tells you. To, I mean, sometimes I, I question myself because I'm like, okay, yes, that doesn't yes. mean should misbehave. But mm-hmm. still, I just like the fact that I don't think anybody can necessarily hold it over my head right now. Yeah. Where it's like your job is like you know how some employees be like every time we'll fire you if you don't do this, you fire, you mm-hmm. fire if you don't do. This. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I beg you, please, if I will fire you, please, if I will fire you. <laughs> I personally even use that as a yardstick. Once anybody has that conversation with me to say, probably I'm working, and no matter how you say jokingly, once you use that to threaten me, that's the beginning of the end of my stay in that company. Mm-hmm. Because why will you threaten me that you want to sack me, Amy? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't bring that here. I will leave before you before you fulfill that trend. Yeah, because I it's not leave. actually, it's not even healthy. Because yes. what it does to the person is it really shakes your self-confidence. Yes. Like I, I was at a job where I, I thought I was doing so badly. Because my boss then was just so critical. Now I've seen how I work with other people. I've gotten feedback from other people. And like, it wasn't a me problem. It was a heart problem. She was just as bad. Yeah. Because one thing I've learned is, apart from you being an employee, within an organization, there's so many things that even helps you to be a good employee. You see, whoever your line manager mm-hmm. is has a very big role to play on if you would like that job or you hate that job or if you'll be good at that job or if you will not be good because there's some line managers who are basically able to help you do your best job they're able to you know like inspire you to get work done but there's some line managers who just spend more time cussing you out and just giving you headaches to the extent that you don't even know what to do and then even the culture the people you work with some people have the culture where it's competitive. It's like nobody's trying mm-hmm. to help the person. Everybody's just like, and all of this. That's like you look at progress it. and mm-hmm. all of that. And that's I it. mean, you look at it like it actually affects you. Just one person. How how much can you really do, right? And sincerely, I think now that I think about it, we're just in our twenties. We're basically just learning how to, you know, how to do this corporate world. And it's only fair. Mm-hmm. I I really wish that 
maybe some organization, maybe for those people who even join has, you know, interns and all of that, it would be easier, right? But yeah. man, it's like a whole lot. But one thing I'm grateful for is were definitely mom and my sister and just my family in general. They were really, really supportive. You know, they used to give me pocket money every now and then, you know, pray for me, you know, inspire to lose hope, that kind of thing. And those were the days that even my sister, you know, every now and then, she'd be like, don't worry. When I came home that day and I'm like, I've lost my job, blah, blah, she's like, don't worry, you not you, you know, she just hyped me up, that kind of thing. Those were the things in those days me like very sane. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll probably ask you the same thing. What were the things that helped you to stay sane and all that? I think for me personally, first thing I always have at the back of my head is these things happened really early. I mean, mm-hmm. I finished school. It happened when I was 20, 21. So it really happened yeah. early. So I had time to, you know, I can erase that completely. In fact, I don't even put any of those companies on my CV. You'll never mm-hmm. find it anywhere. Not even on my LinkedIn. Never. It never happened. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it never happened. I never worked there, you know. Mm, pick the lessons and move on. And I think um, I also had, you know, family as well. I went back home and then nobody tried to rub it on my face or nobody, yeah. everybody just moved on. We're all living happily. I didn't exactly have pocket money from my parents, but I had ways of getting money from them. So anytime they want to go to the market, I always volunteer myself to go. And I use a lay down rule in my house for mm-hmm. me to them. Anytime there's a change, you have change. I don't care how much your change is. You are not collecting a dime <laughs> from me. Yeah. <laughs> you are not. So it is on you if you don't prize or if you don't budget your money well. So that also helped me. I could get as high as sometimes 10K, sometimes 5K, you know, once I do my cash run. So I was actually happy to go so that I could have money to, you know, stay online and do all of the things I wanted to do, right? So those were like things that kept me going. I I think one last thing that kept me going is my faith in myself really because I I understood or I came to that point where I understood that come this is not all there is to me right there is still more there is still you know you are just starting you won't actually know everything right now and then you have a bright future right there's always there's always more that you can do and that's Mm -hmm. kept me going really yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that part. Where like you basically realize that there's more to you. I think I said that already. Mm-hmm. Said, like yeah. th- there's there's so much done your nine to five and your corporate career, and like you said, you know it happened early, early. I think it has taught me a lesson of also the fact that I I think I'm also very self aware to know that me to teach that I should not have. Yes. <laughs> I feel like yes. even as I progress in my career, I've failed very early. I've started so <laughs> it has helped me to put my feet on the ground and even realize things that I should take and things that I should not take. Things whereby, okay, I'm messing up, but sometimes the other person messing up as well. And all of that. So that's one thing. But then speaking about failure, you know. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that I said that. <laughs> oh my god! Speaking about failure, mm. you know, I, I remember when I lost my 
love. And then I was telling one of my bosses that I'd become very close with them. And I, the worst thing that has ever happened to me in my life has happened. Nothing again can happen. He said, shut up. You just started. <laughs> That was the worst thing that could ever happen to me in my life. So what happened to you? You lost a job, so you will get another one. You will move on from me. It's like, but there, there are lots of things that will still happen to you. And I, I think another thing that I have learned from you know failing at my job at different point is realizing that you really plan so much, but life just happens. And yes. it has allowed me to be very open. Like yes. I want to be the biggest person in the whole world, but I'm also comfortable with, oh, it's possible that I do everything right and it still doesn't happen. It doesn't make me feel you. Because mm. like some of these jobs that I lost, it was like, I had plans like, oh my God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to save this money. I'm going to go here, do this, do this. Do this. And then the job just goes, bam, boom. I'm like, damn. And I'm like, so that the vision, me... or the aspiration, or the bang 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 that you had, boom, gone, gone. And then I, I'm even like, imagine people who like, and it didn't make sense why you know, growing up, you see some uncle lost a job and he could not mm-hmm. recover from it. Yes. And you, you know, and then I remember then I would be so proud. I'm like, and hey, so you lost a job. Why can't you just get another one? Eh? Yeah. You know, save money yeah. that time. Why is this? this, this? But now I'm an adult and I'm like, it makes sense because you put so much into a job and you think this job should be able to, you know, last you for this while and then it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then all your goals, all your dreams, all the, everything you had planned just go down mm-hmm. and you're wondering, where do I start from? And it really was, I think we're lucky because, I mean, we're lucky because we're still very young. I don't think like you have like children. I don't have children. You know, you don't have your husband. You're You see like, you can actually move on faster. But for people who, who have children and family to feed and school fees to pay and how like, damn, how do you even move on from, you know, pick yourself up? But also learning that failure is part of the process. And yeah. I think failure, it just, it's just human. It's human to fail at one point or the other. Okay. So just be, I get grateful for the lessons that we learn. And then just being able to move on. That's like that, that has definitely been one of my biggest lessons from all of this. Like I'm going to do my best. I'm gonna be grateful for the opportunities that come my way. And in cases where I fail and I fall flat, I'm just gonna dust myself or tell myself sorry and cry actually. Cry because crying yeah. is also crying also helps you to move on. It's like cry mm-hmm. and then kind of like just move on, move on. So let me ask you actually right now how do you feel how do you feel about your job do you feel like you've become better and more competent over time with all these experiences um yes i have yes i have um and then i owed it in today there is nobody that has complained about my work ethics since since that's you know since i got that bank job and i left that one of my happiest moments was actually dropping my resignation letter at the bank, I was so <laughs> happy because that was the first time I was ever going to drop resignation letter. <laughs> I, 
I felt very happy. I felt like I'd accomplished a whole lot, you know. Mm. <laughs> I really felt that good. And, you know, there's no place I've worked after that that anybody has had. I mean, I've had appraisals where they were not too good, right? But yeah. even with that, it was not a case of, oh, this person is not proactive. I've never heard that word, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> appraisal score, people are always like, oh, she's good. She's a good team player. She takes initiatives, you know, she does da 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 and that, you know, and it's good for me because it makes me feel like I'm doing something better, right, in terms of yeah. my career. I took the lessons that I learned from those job laws and I actually put it to good use in my current career, you know. So I feel that generally in terms of my skills, I am better in terms of relating with people. I'm actually a lot, a lot, a lot better, you know. And in terms of the skills that the job demands, you know, I'm a lot better in cases where, you know, I don't know stuff. I ask people, I research on Google, you know, that's probably the same industry to ask, you know, and all of this stuff. But generally, I think it has been really better for me. I agree with you. And I think it's also the same thing for me. I mean, just like you said, I've also had days where I did not like or stuff like that or presents <laughs> that wasn't so good. I've also just learned moving as much as I can, keep learning and just keep growing. But one thing that keeps me scared actually sometimes when I think about relationships that have been broken, that have been broken. Do you ever think about it? Or sometimes, like, sometimes I just wish that things were a lot different. Mm-hmm. Like when you fire me from a job or something and we didn't even good know, yeah, my enemy for life. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. so how, how how do you deal with that? Sometimes you're like, oh, my network is my network or stuff like that. And then you think about all the networks that you have broken or that have broken and all of that. How do you, how do you console yourself in those moments? Um, so I think that as we grow generally with life, you won't always be on everybody's good books. That's actually what I score myself. Yeah. <laughs> I will not yeah. always be in everybody's good books. And again, back to starting early, right? It happened early. Mm-hmm. I, I could excuse those things for ignorance. You know, anybody yeah. could pass off and say, you know, these things, she was just ignorant. She was young. She was, you know, all of that, all of that, all of that, right? But my major consolation is, you know, I can't always be good in everybody's books. It happened. Yeah. I've moved on. There are actually mm-hmm. people in those companies that, you know, I still talk to a bit in terms yeah. of colleagues now, especially the second company. I don't mm-hmm. talk to the boss, right? We don't mm-hmm. at that time when it happened, we all followed each other on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad. But the first person, the first sack that actually happened, we still follow each other on Instagram since today. Mm-hmm. You know, we check each other's story and all that. It's just there. Like, we don't talk. We've never had any conversation. We don't wish, wish each other anything. But <laughs> it's just there, right? And yeah. that's why sometimes I like to post about, you know, career progression that I have yeah. so that this person can see that, oh, she actually took that she learns from those things, yeah. right? And, you know, she's doing better for herself today. But for the other person, I'm like, oh, my no, I won't. That relationship cannot be. <laughs> Nautica. <laughs> Nautica, yeah. happen. it's done. Remove, lesson learned. So mm-hmm. that's my consolation. 
yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with you, especially on you know keeping a good relationship with your colleagues. Because even as you progress, you need reference letter, all of that, and the major people that will be able to give it to you really are your boss who can vouch for you. So it's always very important to kind of keep the relationship with them. And in cases where you cannot keep relationship, like you already said, let's all take it in good faith that you cannot, everybody cannot like you. Some people like, some people not like you. Some people have mm-hmm. good things to say, some people have bad things to say. It's all just part of the process. And ego B, we go do our last, last. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking for almost an hour, even not more than point. <laughs> and it's been interesting talking to you to me. Like like I said before, you opened the floodgates for me and I just felt very very good actually just sharing this. And I hope that for anyone listening and who is having any challenge with their job or corporate career, to realize that you're not alone. And the truth is you can only just do your best and try to improve as you go along. Nobody became a professor, a professional immediately. It takes time. It takes a little bit of firing and sucking here and there. But you get better. And also to just put it out there that, damn it, I'm Jessica Fortunes. Yes, I do a lot of social media. Yes. But man, I still struggle at my nine to five. Please let the pressure off my back. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? I get the pressure off my back. Did I make the right career decision? Girl. <laughs> There are days I actually think I'm like combo. Am I? Am I sure that I made the right decision? Am I sure? Parts, you know. Am I sure? Am I sure? Am I sure? This thing looks too complicated for me. I'm not sure that I really want to do this. Can I do this? But you know, (laughs) like I'm going to do this. (laughs) But what I keep telling myself is, yes, you know, it's actually a very gradual process. There's no rush. Do your yeah. best, learn the best Definitely. that you can, and you know, mm. always have that desire, best foot forward. Always have that mm. desire to, you know, I want to know this thing, I want to learn this thing. Because when you're eager to learn, when you're eager to know more, it will actually yeah. help you a lot in your career, yeah. right? So, even at that point where you're still doubting yourself, oh, can I really do this? Can I really do that? Still open your mind to say, okay, I really want to actually learn this thing. Is somebody that knows this thing? Me too, I will know this thing. Oh, exactly. Thing. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's the solution. Yeah, they, I, I, I agree with everything Tommy has said. Like, it's all part of the process. Everybody is a learner at some point. So allow yourself and as much as possible, just keep learning. I swear, even as I'm here doing this master's degree, I'm wondering, going, ha! So it means that this girl, as you're doing this master's degree, now, it's like, you really want to continue in this career. This is what you say, you die. Ah, <laughs> so we're gonna do it. So yeah, it's just every day trying and picking up new things, getting mentors. You know, also that also helps. If you have mentors, they kind of like help you to stay in check and they remind you that you're awesome. And just surrounding yourself with people who who think that you're awesome, even in days where it's very bad. I think that another thing I think I mentioned my family. And, oh my God, I have friends who tell me you're amazing, you're, you're the best, you're this. And it would just help me by make me feel better. So you always need that kind of support system as well, even as you go on your corporate career. Because it's not easy to build a career. It's not easy, man. Yes. Uh, not. It's not easy. <laughs> I remember one time, one of, 
home or someone I was working for will always say, you are Jessica Fortunes. You should be able to do this. I'm like, leave me alone. Because I'm watching what you Like, leave me alone. <laughs> oh, I was so pressured at the point that I'm like, Jesus Christ, if I'm going to go for a career again, I'm not telling them I have a blog or a podcast. Like, just as I am and don't pressure am, me. Yeah. Like, just take me as I am. Like, ah, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, it, it's always good too. So yeah, thank you very much for chatting with me today to me. It's been amazing talking to you. Thank you for sparing time. I'm excited for this episode to come out. So I think you've said a lot, but if you want to wrap it up with one more goodbye <laughs> word, what will you say? <laughs> so I'm generally just going to relate this to your general career as you progress. I also think that self-affirmations actually mm. very important. There are days that I'll just wake up and tweet, I am smart. Like, yeah. and like I just tweet, like, mm-hmm. coming from a place where I know that, you know, I need that affirmation, I need that boost for myself, you know. Mm-hmm. So the things you say to yourself, so matters, right? Yeah. That's that's my final word. Thank you very much for that. It's like very amazing. Things you say to yourself are very important. And one thing I've learned is, I mean, we say it often, right? how much we believe it is the power of the tongue like Mm. these days i am very very careful as to what i say because very often you just randomly say something and you just watch out like it comes to fulfillment in some weird ass Mm -hmm. way so like even you need to make sure that you're constantly prophesying good for yourself talking good about yourself affirming yourself so that even when other people say oh you're also say to yourself you're incompetent tell yourself you're competent i will learn this thing. i will be the best that they just keep reaffirming it and eventually it would happen for you the same so yeah you've been listening to jessica fortunes and to me for and until you next time bye, bye. Thank you for listening if you enjoyed listening don't forget to drop a review and rate on itunes spotify and Jamit. also you can join the conversation on twitter using the hashtag hashtag 20 somethings rant or follow on instagram at 20 somethings rant or send an email to 20 somethings rant at gmail.com until next time i remain jessica fortunes bye-bye